Um, you really shouldn't have worn your uh, turkey legs like that. Can, yeah, it was a terrible decision. Oh, can cotton like candy really be classified as food? Like no. consumable? Yes. Food? No. It's just sugar. Exactly. There's no nutritional it's just value. Sugar. Well, so is rock candy. Right. Also, which is also not food. Just sugar and not candy. Oh my god. Candy is food. Y'all are salty. Though it is delicious and I no, like eating it. No, because if we were salty, we would be food. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Thanks, Runok. Hello and welcome to another Aberdeen On The Scene update. Today, we are tailing the Honorable Kozile Yurich and his alleged friends. After some time at breakfast with Lady Yurich and Monk Barnes having what seemed to be an epiphanetic moment, we kept our distance and followed them out into the festival. Unfortunately, they all split up, so we're having a bit of trouble keeping track. The couple-to-be ran off to get food, Solonar seems to be trying his hand at games. Uh, the last we saw of the gravy boat, he was talking to a turkey vendor, I believe, and the halfling seems to have wandered off, though someone said they spotted him with a snake. Well, that concludes this afternoon's Aberdeen on the Scene. And back to you, Runok. Okay, Banana, what do you think? Should we play this game where we try to hit this bell with this mallet? Or should we play this one where we throw things at other things in order to win things? Or should we play this game over here, which looks like you're supposed to just pick up one of these ducks and that's how you play the game. Banana wriggles over to the uh, hit the bell mallet game and coils up and schlumps looking at you excited from her fort made of herself. Well, the snake has spoken. Wait, so, all right, so the snake made a fort out of herself. Is that so like, she coiled, um, so she is coiled, that like a meat shack? No, it's, no, so she coiled up into, she coiled herself up and then schlumped her head inside of her little coil of her own body. It's Tasha's banana shack. <laughs> Tasha's banana shack. It's very seasonal. That sounds like, a much kinkier spell. Whoa. I also... Oh my god, no. Game understands. I also know Game. Tasha's Banana Shack. I got a shake from there once. So, let's go. So, Boat, you are going to hear Johannes' voice. Do I, though? Yes. I'm still in the midst of an existential crisis. With you're a in bit an existential of crisis, but you're not blind and deaf. Well, I've also got a bit of the liquor in me. He does have the... The toe of the anvil, as they say. I should roll a like perception. Yeah, I will have you roll perception at disadvantage. Uh, no, the fact that you're having to roll at all is a little bit of a stretch. But I'm going to have you roll eight. An eight? Yeah, I An guess eight. you're still not terribly aware. All right, Johannes, are you swinging the mallet? Excuse me, Mister Mallet Operator, sir. Hello, friend. Yes, what can I do for you, friend? 
I wish to partake in the mallet. The mallet, yes, I can absolutely give you the mallet. One more minute, I'll get you that mallet. One second, friend. Thank you. It's going to go off and pick up. Sounds like one of Chapman's characters. Micro machines, micro machines, <laughs> micro machines. <laughs> He's going to get you the mallet, which looks kind of suspiciously like a croquet mallet rather than the blacksmith's hammer that you're used to using for these things. And he's going to hand it to you. How many tickets? Oh, no tickets at all, friend, but you get to do three swings. That's three swings. Oh, OK. Well, would, uh, does the back swing count as a swing? It does not, my friend. Does the front swing count as a swing? Yes, it does. So I can take as many back swings as I want, but I could only do it a front swing three times. Please stop being pedantic and swing that mallet three times. OK, I was making sure I understood the rules. You guys don't use a ticketing system, so I'm very confused. That's perfectly fair. That's fair. That's fair. Fortunately, this game does not require brains, only brawn. Yay. This is a fair. <laughs> OK, roll strength. Should I add my modifier? Yes. It's a six. You absolutely should add your modifier. I wanted to make sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm not uh, mallet proficient. Uh, uh, I rolled a 16. Uh, so it is going to uh, shoot up and go ding at the top of the bar pole contraption. Yeah. One, um, One hmm? swing. You get three swings to hit it. He already hit the bell. He doesn't need to take two. Wow, that man right next to me is counting the number of swings I take, and now I feel obligated to do two more. Well, you can. You have already won, my friend, but you are more than welcome to do two more swings. The sound of that bell certainly makes people pay attention. Winning isn't about success. Winning is about continuing to try, even if you've already succeeded, because you could help others feel like they can succeed, too. Whatever makes you promote my game, sir. An eight. And eight will not hit. Two. Two swings. Oh, thank you, sir. I've really worn myself out with that second one. But don't worry. Don't worry. Everyone, with your combined cheering uh, of this man and promotion of his game, I can hit this bell again. Woohoo! Give it up for me. (coughs) Will you please swing the mallet? I got a 19 plus 3 is a 22. So you hit the mallet so, like, you hit it so hard that the anvil comes up and dents the bell. Three swings. That sound, however... Oh, I also like that the game is called High Striker, and that has been uh, informed to me. Thank you. That sounds like an 80s video game cabinet. Yeah, it does. Definitely an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. But the sound will, instead of sounding like a friendly, happy, like, ding bell, the warping of it makes it sound almost like a wrestling ring bell. I would like to roll perception at advantage. (laughs) I will allow it. (laughs) Roll me once. That's a 13. Roll me twice. That's a seven, so I got a 13. That's actually going to be enough to make you realize that something is going on and pique your curiosity. Boat snaps out of his stupor upon hearing this wrestling bell and looks around kind of like the Highlander when another immortal is near and he is sensing him. Boat, uh, he, he looks, he sees the high striker. And he starts uh, ambling over that way. He's had a little bit more of the port, a couple sips here and there. He's still on balance with everything. He's not wobbly. He's just feeling really good, feeling really warm. And just starting to think about, like, kind of how nice it is that 
the 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 lords of this area are providing this festival and paying for the food. He's mildly disgusted with himself at the thought, but he's tamping the bile back down in into his into his throat. He doesn't want to waste all that good food through pork. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So you are going to come upon Johannes, and as he is uh, draping his new snake friend over his shoulders again. Say, friend, what's uh, what's up with the what's up with your friend there? Oh, this is a banana. You are mistaken. That is a snake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, the snake is a banana. Bananas are a berry. That snake does not look like a berry. Johannes turns and looks at the snake, and the snake's head swivels and looks at Johannes, and then they both flick their tongue out. <laughs> I think you're right. The snake is going to slither off of Johannes and kind of like amble up to boat and kind of like try and I guess what the approximation of snake standing would be. It tries to get up closer to like boat's height and it just kind of like bobs back and forth in a sort of friendly ambulatory manner. Amble is such a weird word for something with no legs. (laughs) It is. What uh, what does this snake look like? Does it have like a hood? No, it's um, essentially it's based very heavily off of a large Burmese python, Mm -hmm. which are big yellow pythons with sweet little puppy faces. (laughs) I'm just surrounding Uh, a snake. They do, however, have unsettling, unsettling red eyes most of the time. I'm just imagining a snake with like Falcor's head or something. (laughs) That's actually like not Super far off. I don't know if you've seen a puppy in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, compared to other snakes. They have very, it has a very boopable snoot. I, I, yeah. How big did you say the snake is again? Large. How tall is it standing right now? How tall is it standing? I I think the actual question you guys are asking is how long this snake is. Probably six to eight feet. So is this just like normal big, not fantasy big? I mean, it's it's still pretty big, but yeah, it's not like it is not the size of the snake from Final Fantasy VII that Sephiroth stabbed with a tree. Whoa! No, this is this is a reasonable pet size. Yeah, of a, a couple snake. episodes ago, we fought a fantasy snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knowing full well that Gabe usually doesn't include his own audio in these episodes, I'm going to say into the podcast the typical Burmese python has an eight to ten inch. Like radius? Was it radius? Diameter. 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 Eight to ten inch (laughs) diameter at their thickest point. Eight to ten inch radius is insane. I just sent a very good four scale image. No pun intended. Uh, Yeah, I just sent a very good four scale image. Oh, look at those cute puppy dogs just draped all scaly like over there. Those dogs are barking. Look, I need you to understand that I'm very afraid of snakes, but I do think that Burmese pythons are kind of cute. Are those big snakes or are those just really tiny people? No, those are Burmese pythons can get about to 15 to 20 feet long. Alex, have you ever seen the movie Hiss? No. Dirk Benedict gets turned into a snake. It's uh, it's it's terrible because it was done in like the late 70s, early 80s. And it like the transformation bits of him turning into a snake are like manimal qualities of awful. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Banana is still, like, reasonably close to Boat's height. Really more of a plantain. Yeah. 
Banana sounds like the name of a chimpanzee that's working with an organ grinder or but something. Because, look, take it up, take it up with the fortune teller. Okay? They're not allowed to steal our kidneys. We established that very early on. <laughs> so anyway, this snake is trying to stare me down. No, it's like it's it's kind of like swaying back and forth, and it looks like it's attempting to sort of wave, like it's trying to be friendly. Are you trying to rattle me, snake? It kind of, like, does the little tongue dealio. I don't... Johannes, what's going on? Why do you have a snake hanging around with you? For, to the best of my knowledge, I have been chosen. <laughs> For what? That's a great question. I never asked that question. I just figured it was because of my wig. Am I just now noticing that he's wearing a weird cotton candy wig? Yes, and I like to imagine it looks like a powdered wig from the be- like the beginning of the 18th century. Absolutely, but it's bright pink, and it's got teal highlights. Ooh, that's charming. You look like a My Little Pony character. <laughs> Johannes is a brony. I really wanted Confirmed. to make... I don't have enough My Little Pony knowledge to make a joke of what kind of character I would be. I know that they have symbols. I have a cotton candy symbol on my hip. No, they're called cutie marks and you're cutie probably a marks. shield. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what they're called. They're that called is cutie awesome. marks. Yeah, Alon himself would be Discord. Johannes would have like a little shield and his name would be like Stalwart Heart or something. St- I'm Stalwart Heart. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that Chapman's bow? No, that's uh. Purist Heart. <laughs> But I've been chosen. I'm not exactly sure of what for, but I've taken on an identity. Purest heart. <laughs> Isn't that a bow? Are you, have you taken on the identity of an archer? Uh, not. Oh, you know, now that you say it, maybe, maybe my alternate identity is an archer. Maybe the greatest that was ever born. The purest heart. Because it's, oh, I just realized it could be a, like a pun. Like it can work for different ways. Archery is the coward's tactic. You should stick to what you know. I agree, as, but purest as, heart, on the other hand. As they're having this conversation, Solinar, you're going to stumble upon them while you are looking for your carnival games. Uh, Solinar is already carrying a wooden duck from the picking up ducks game because there was <laughs> clearly a miscommunication about how that worked. Uh, Solinar... <laughs> also has a feather boa that was a prize uh he assumed it was hanging on one of the hooks over by they a rain toss game. Uh, <laughs> and so he he has uh he has a duck in one hand and the feather boa draped around his neck and he's like oh you guys playing the hammer game I, i've got next you do however notice this snake standing almost at boat's height oh Hey, snake. The snake is going to turn and then kind of slither up to Solinar and then uh, stand and then sort of stand and wave like uh, it was doing to boat. Yeah, Johannes is going to wave with it. You'll, swaying back and forth. You'll not hypnotize me so easily. It Boat's, does a little tongue dealia. Boat's getting on board with the snake situation. He offers some port to, the, to Banana. Oh, no. Banana is going to kind of like sidle up, do the little tongue thing. And then sort of like open its mouth non-threateningly. Boat, uh, boat pours it in like putting more oil in the engine of his car. 
I also want you to know uh, any type of when when a snake opens its mouth, quote unquote, non-threateningly, there's still just massive fangs, just like. I mean, yes, but it, it banana does. She doesn't seem to be lunging. Right. She just right, seems right. to be like deposit pork product. Right. It's a casual foot <laughs> snake. Happy open mouth. Yes. And kind of like porks down the pork and then begins no, to no, no. sway. Port. Port. <laughs> You're giving alcohol to a snake. snake. Yes. I thought you said pork. So like the no, snake's gonna kind of like don't pour pork into the engine of your car. <laughs> you don't. Well, I'm not so, so snake, sure about that with so you. So that my misunderstanding changes things. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen a snake when it t- like tastes something it doesn't like, but it like curls its mouth like a muppet, like how Kermit the Frog like pulls his mouth in. They do this like weird sideways thing with their mouth. Banana does that and goes. Hah! And then just kind of like settles down. Well, fine. If you don't want it, it's more for me. I'm starting to enjoy this a little bit. Boat, I need you to hold my ducking nuts while I play this mallet game. And I'll hold your nuts. Sol- don't worry about it. Solonar just shoves uh, the duck and the nuts into Boat's arms and then steps up to the mallet game. And he's like, bring it on. Hello, friend. I'm going to have you swing three times. That's three times of the swing of the mallet. Oh, I'm familiar with this game, friend. I'm familiar with swinging the mallet three times. Wonderful! I'm glad to see that we're on the same page, and he hands you a mallet. I'm looking to ring that bell, friend. Looking to ring that bell real loud. I can't help but feel that you're almost making fun of me, but ah, time is money, and I have broke! (laughs) I have neither. I have broke. (laughs) I'm just... Malfunction. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that you broke a friend, but hopefully the ring of this bell will bring you right back to life. And Solonar, Solonar takes her a ball. Am I real? <laughs> the pain is everlasting. Poor port down my what engine. What you guys don't know is this guy is actually a warforged. At 7.15pm on September 26th, 2020, <laughs> the mallet guy went live. Alex is dead. No, I was trying to get the cat off the... Off. <laughs> Yes, I'm dying. He looks at Solonar and he's like, play with me if you want to live. Oh my god, (laughs) swing the mallet. So I did. So Solonar swings the mallet the first time and he hits he hits the pedestal and the anvil goes up maybe halfway and then stops and comes back down. And Solonar just like narrows his eyes and then he kind of like leans the mallet up against his leg. He reaches into one of his pouches and pulls out just a little bit of chalk and he rubs it into his hands and then he grabs the mallet with renewed strength and he brings it down with a strength and vigor that Solonar seems incapable of because my first roll was a nine and the second was a nat 20. So not only does the anvil hit the bell, 
it breaks the bell off Looney Tunes style. The bell falls to the ground with a clang. Wait, 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 hold on. I see you got into my chalk. Would a 14 dexterity allow Solinar to catch the bell before it hits the ground? It will. He hands the bell to the guy and says, I believe this belongs to you. (gasps) And at that moment, Real American starts playing somewhere. (laughs) You guys, if the the mallet guy was not malfunctioning, he would be questioning his life choices. But at the moment, he just stares blankly into the middle distance, like Boat giving up the ideals of libertarianism. You put the the bell in his hands, and as soon as it touches his hand, there's just a static shock that goes through (laughs) it. His, his eye just it, like spring shots from his face. <laughs> Jesus. As that as that is occurring, that is when Rosemary and Koza are going to come up. Rosa. Is that the name of the ship? Is that what that is? Cosmary. Cosmary sounds terrible. These are all I bad. like I like Rosa with a Z. Yeah, I do too. That's, that's actually kind of cute. It's such a good one. It sounds like like a pasta. <laughs> Ronzoni. I'm gonna tell you, uh, Rosa is a person's name. Rosile. Uh, all right. So um, we walk into this. Um, walk up to this. Oh, holding hands like what? You sounded. You sounded conspiratorial. No. That's one of those um, where it's like. Uh, it's like we walk up to this, and then it's nobody, and then it's Alex holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the meme of this episode. She's like she's like a Metal Gear Solid vic- like, like enemy. Like all of a sudden a big exclamation point appeared above her head. <laughs> Everyone else is just kind of standing there with the same cone of vision. Except me. Yeah, so Koza walks up to the party and um has this this uh apple bowl lasted like was it big enough to last for the whole walk over? Probably not. Oh, okay. Hashtag Aberdeen Food Festival. Oh wow, Solonar, did you you just broke the the game? <laughs> Solonar is frantically looking around since he's not being presented with a prize. He's trying to find a thing that looks like a prize in the general vicinity. Banana is going to slither up to Solonar and and look proudly. I I I appreciate your recognition of my great accomplishments, but I need a trophy. I don't think that's you. Banana kind of awkwardly folds herself into, like, the shape of, like, a wreath. Like an Ouroboros? I mean, she doesn't bite herself, but she's, like, kind of like, I am now a prize. What what part of I don't think that's you? It's not your shape that's the problem. It's that I'm not going to take ownership of you as a snake. (laughs) Banana kind of, like, looks confused at the concept of owning her. And then just slithers back to Johannes. Oh, uh, hey, look, it's my friend who I definitely don't own. When did you guys get a snake? Did you? Is there like a is there a prize that you can get a snake? Yes, I was chosen. Oh, I don't know. I haven't played that game yet. Would, would you want one? <laughs> well, if it's a prize for winning a competition, then yes. 
but I don't step right up. It's time for snake chooser. <laughs> no, there is there is not going to be a carnival game giving away Burmese pythons. I'm going to tell you right now, absolutely just, just not. Just think of how happy all the children would be. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's some shady Boris uh, guy who's like running like a substandard like uh, booth at this carnival or something. He's like, yeah, step right up. Get get these legitimate pythons all with papers. They are they are not illegal whatsoever not it's not smuggled animals you can win a python if you survive just reach your hand into this barrel and see what you grab (laughs) oh my god absolutely not absolutely not uh so you all have have reassembled uh banana sort of like goes up to the the middle of the group stands as straight as she can and kind of sways, then flops back down and begins making her way back to the fortune teller's tent. Bye! As Boat notices that the snake is gone and he looks around plaintively and then he's like, Snake? Snake! Upon realizing you're not following her, Banana will come back. Hello! Solinar is not leaving the mallet game without a prize. You've got the bell, that's a prize. He already gave he the bell back. back. You can keep yeah, the bell. The, guy the guy's moved. not fighting you. There's just flies landing on him. <laughs> I mean, you have the mallet. Solonar like have looks. The power. It's not like he's gonna need it for this busted game. He looks around. He looks around again. He doesn't see anything that looks even remotely like a prize. And then finally, he goes. Uh, I tell you what, here, we'll just do this. And Solinar puts the mallet in the guy's other hand and takes the bell back and then, like, <laughs> affixes it to his bag. Yes, hey, I'm the champion. Hey, buddy, don't you think you're being a little greedy? We've already got a bell. Well, yeah, but this is this is a trophy. This This broken bell is a symbol of my triumph over this hammer game. Oh, are you going to bronze it and put it up uh, on your mantle? Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bronze it, no. But I, I'm gonna keep it, and then it's gonna go in my trophy pile with all of my other trophies. I could probably build you a nice shadow box for that stuff, so you don't have to just dump it all in a pile with your laundry. I mean, the trouble is, I have a lot of trophies, and there is not nearly enough wall space in any home I've ever lived in to keep all of these trophies together on walls. Well, well, we'll get back to business here in just a second, but what? name me three different trophies that you have, because this is the first I've ever heard of you having a trophy collection. All right. How often do they do this, Kozak? Um, honestly, quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, um, really, so we should just let this go. Just, just let it happen. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I've got a giant stuffed bear. Uh, it doesn't really look that much like a one, bear. It looks kind of like thing. if you made a small dog a bear, if that makes any sense. But the thing's massive. It's like bigger than me right now, which is crazy because I won it when I was like 12. And then I've got a um, I've got this tiny red train that's very Two finely crafted. Things. I was actually very impressed that they were giving them away as prizes. Um, but I think probably that game was technically rigged and not supposed to be beatable, but I beat it anyway because I'm that good. And then uh, I also have uh, so you know there's the hoop toss and you toss uh-huh. the hoop and it lands on the jug. Uh, I have both the jug and the hoop uh, because when I told the guy that I was ready for my prize, he said they were all out of prize 
prizes because some other kids had come by earlier and won all the prizes. And I said, well, I'm not leaving here without a prize. And he said, well, I don't have any prizes to give you. So I took it. Well, you just won another prize. Let me tell you. You want to know what it is? Uh, What's my other prize? A dictionary, because what you just described was prize, not trophy. Trophies are things you win for accomplishments, like for wrestling or the 20-yard dash or or whatever, or shot putting. Yeah, I accomplished uh, doing one of those rope ladder games. I accomplished doing the hoop toss jug game. Uh, I accomplished the, for the train, the train was really interesting because it was this pole, and then the pole was really slick kind of at the top. I think there was actually like oil or grease or something like that on the pole, but they didn't know that your boy knows how to get around that using just grip strength. I'm that good. Oh, so I guess you tried out for the Olympic grease pole climbing team. Uh, No, I don't. I didn't want that kind of recognition at that time in my life. You wanted to stay an amateur grease pole climber. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta give the, uh, you gotta give the pros a run for their money when they're in town, you know. Uh, all right, I, I tire of this conversation. We can move on. <laughs> Thank God. Um. So what? What are you? Do you think that that snake wants us to follow it? It keeps gesturing. Can snakes gesture? Should we follow it? I mean, Banana really peeled out of here. We should hurry if we're going to catch her. Banana came back because <laughs> she realized you weren't following her. I love it. Um, well, <laughs> is it gesturing for us to follow again? I mean, it's, it looks like it's waiting for you. You notice the very, very tip of her tail seems to be kind of like lightly tapping on the ground as if she is tapping her foot impatiently. Um, <laughs> but you don't have feet, you snake. Yeah, well, snake. I- I'm going to follow this snake i guess is anybody else gonna come along i mean you know <coughs> no solinar you go my observation can wait i've i've started i've started adventures weirder ways i'm just saying following natural things is how koza got into this mess in the first place it's just interesting that he has kept the kept the impulse well I mean, he it's... did meet all of us and we're now his best friends so it seems to have worked out pretty well for him yeah, I think I think it's working out pretty great, honestly. Yeah, I love following snakes. Let's follow a snake. Ko's <laughs> gonna have a moment about Johannes proclaiming them best friends. Um, I think Koza was just trying to follow the snake. <laughs> Koza's just ignoring it. There's no time for dokies when he has to follow that snake. Follow that snake. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. So, uh, Banana is going to lead you to the large purple fortune teller's tent. You can tell it's a fortune teller's tent because it has a sign on the top that says fortunes told. Whoa. Hey, Solnar. Yes? How old do you think Banana is? Oh, I don't know anything about how snakes age. I'm thinking she's probably a serpentine. But him. I don't get it. <laughs> but, uh, Brandon, I'm going to give you an inspiration point for that. Yay! <laughs> why do you, Here is a digital cat sticker. Why do you encourage bad behavior? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you punish it. Sometimes you encourage it. There's really no I am a fickle god. <laughs> All right. So Banana is going to slither into the tent. Because are you going to follow her? Uh, yes. All right. Rosemary is going to be kind of hot on his, t- on his tail on that. Yes, um, she is. Solinar, Johannes, <laughs> boat. Yeah, I'm going into the I'm- tent. 
Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, we're not gonna break I'm, up the party again. I, if I just like put you guys places, y'all are like, but we didn't say we were going there. I want to do something else. I want to make sure I'm, I'm respecting your agency. Just remember, guys, when there might be really hot in that tent. We better be careful. Oh no, heat stroke. <laughs> So as what happened to Johannes when he first walked in, the wave of incense inside the room settles over you guys like a blanket. It kind of like makes your head swim and makes you almost dizzy for a moment. The light inside the tent is very, very low with very dim candles that sort of flicker and cast shadows all around. The entire inside of this space seems to be just cloth layered over cloth. And it, it feels very cozy, it feels very comfortable, but it also feels very otherworldly. You come up to the velvet-covered table with the crystal basin and the woman again. She is, she looks up at you, and again, you are taken by... She is remarkably beautiful, but she is also very unsettling. And just How so? There is, so... There is some kind of energy that you guys can feel off of her that is, while not scary, is definitely unsettling. Gamma radiation. Got it. Mm -hmm. She uh, sort of reaches out her hand and Banana uh, climbs up her and settles around her shoulders. She pets Banana affectionately and turns. Welcome. Um, uh, hello. Did your... Uh, Snake, bring us here? She nods. She gestures for all of you to sit. Uh, okay. Johannes immediately sits. Story time! Hey guys, I'm worried that the floor is lava. We better watch out. Because that snake is molting. <laughs> she checks over Banana curiously. <laughs> Erroneous. That wasn't as good as my first one. I'll admit that. I'm really reaching for puns at this point. You, you I don't, rewarded this. You you brought us down this dark path. I don't get that one either. Molten. Okay. What what is molting though? Volcanic. When oh. snakes shed their skin. Oh, is that what that's called? I thought it was just like peeling. You know, like it was people a biology do. and geology joke. I'm really sorry for my friends. I know there's absolutely nothing worse than uh, sitting and listening to people explain jokes long after the joke was said. (laughs) She kind of tilts her head and looks at you curiously. Unaffected. Unaffected by what? Disinfectant. Joke. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Did you just call Koza a joke? She kind of looks curiously over at Johannes. No. Okay. She sighs and looks over at Koza and gestures toward the crystal basin. Oh, okay. Do you want me to go over there? You just have to look at it. You're sitting around the table. It's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> she says that. After saying nothing but one word, she's like, just look at it, man. <laughs> when you say basin, are you talking about like, it's like a sink basin set into the table? No, it's it's an exterior basin. So it's essentially like a very, very large bowl. It's a punch bowl. <laughs> I mean, sure. You, I okay. mean, it's a little bit wider and lower than that. Like, it's not quite as deep. But yeah, if you want to call it that, I mean, you can look into the punch bowl of fortune telling. The punch, punch bowl. bowl got low. The punch bowl of prophecy. 
So, Koza, you're going to look into yep, it? Yep, Koza looks into the bowl. All right. As you look into the bowl, she says the word, becoming. As you stare into the water, you see yourself standing on a cliff by the sea, bowl at your side. You feel freer than you think you ever have, and you smell the sea air. Your body is filled with this renewed sense of purpose. After that moment, you find yourself back, sitting in the fortune teller's tent. Oh, whoa. whoa. Uh, what just happened? Well, you looked down into a bowl, and then you got this, like, really thousand-yard stare kind of look on your face. And then, I, I, I don't know if it was a trick of the light in here or what, but it looked like you had, like, a single tear in your eye. But then you came back, and now you're confused. Right. I, I was just standing somewhere else. Like, I could feel myself just suddenly standing somewhere else. Potential. Uh, like, oh, I think I see. She looks over at Solinar and gestures to the basin. Well, all right. Uh, before we do any freaky brain stuff, um, <coughs> you, your snake summoned our entire group here, and I'd like to know why. Elaborate. Well, we are a group of individuals who travel together, and... Your snake probably couldn't have known that until having met all of us, which your snake decided to do and then summon us back here. Mildly impatiently at that, which, which to me suggests that the snake is on a timeline, which is kind of a weird thing to think about, because that means the snake has like some kind of schedule it's trying to keep throughout the course <laughs> of the day. And I don't... That's our, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just wondering why you wanted us here. She points at the mirror pendant hanging around Johannes's neck. Destiny. Boat stands up and looks at her. He's like, Do, can you only speak one word at a time? She looks at you curiously. What country are you from? Unknown. Did they speak common and unknown? <laughs> she just kind of looks at you expectantly. Mr. Bo, I feel like this is rather rude of you. How's that any different from any other interaction I've had with people? <laughs> it's got a point. Um, I, I hope it's not too much for me to say, but most of your interactions with people are rather rude. What are you trying to say? Let's fight. Uh, all right, calm down there, ham fists. Settle down. Those hams away. Uh, please, please let it be the fortune teller who said that. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's the voice of soon. We've established that. No, it's it's Rosemary. Calm down, ham. We're in a we're in a we're in a tent surrounded by lit candles. Now's not the time for a scuffle. I I have been meaning to have this conversation, but we probably should treat people that we meet a little bit more kindly with a little bit more respect. Uh, I, I know I'm not super often going to say this, but I think we should probably follow Johannes's lead in these situations. Boat leans into Solinar's ear and whispers, but you're a thief. What's more disrespectful than stealing from someone? 
Well, um, actually, there's a lot of things. Most of them are very rude. We can discuss that on the road, though. I don't I don't want to get into that in front of everybody else. All right. So you recognized the the destiny involved in uh, the thing around Johannes's neck that I'm choosing not to name. It's not that I've forgotten. And he quickly points around at the rest of the party. I haven't, I didn't forget. I'm just I'm choosing not to say it in case this woman has some sort of dastardly plans for us. I'm going to look in this basin now. And we're going to see what's going on in here. As you look into the basin, she says the word, well, the name, Astrid. As you stare into the water, you see yourself picking up an enormous, flawless ruby. You admire it. Then there is a flash. And you see yourself, at a later time, fitting the gem into attention the blade beginning to glow with a strange, dark energy. You feel power course through the sword. And then you are back. Where, where, uh, um, hold on. Uh, Koza, you said you saw, like, a, a cool, like, cliffside view or something? Yes, it was a cliffside view, and I, I felt deeply free i i saw me getting a a bigger ruby than i think i've ever seen in my life which is saying something just by the way and um i i put it in my sword and then my sword like glowed with magical energy it was cool as hell he turns back to the fortune teller and he's like is this an image of what will be or what could be Potential. So I get another sword and I name it Potential. Ah, it's all coming together. She kind of looks at Banana. Banana kind of looks at her and they both do the approximation of a shrug. Then Johannes looks at Banana and then Banana looks at Johannes and they both go. (laughs) Yeah, Banana absolutely (laughs) matches Johannes uh, flick by flick. Hey, buddy, if you get two swords, you need to weld them together at the bottoms so you can wield one big long blade and call it potention. But but then in, when I have it sheathed, it's this like huge, awkward thing on my back all the time. And then like I have to figure out how to walk through doors and stuff. And that sounds awful. Put a hinge on it. If you like it, then you should have put a hinge on it. <laughs> or you can just unscrew them like I did with my competition staff. It has a joint in the middle, and you can just like unscrew it. And whoa, your competition that. staff had a joint in the middle. <laughs> so, uh, gotta stay loose. <laughs> That's such a stupid joke. <laughs> All the competitions start at four twenty. <laughs> All right, boat. But I was like, uh, I guess I'll take a look in this punch bowl too. See how many more championships I'm gonna win. Boat, as you begin to look into the punch bowl of destiny, uh, she says the single word, mother. As you stare into the water, you see yourself standing at a wedding, tugging uncomfortably at the traditional Alarian finery you are wearing. You feel a sense of dread and somewhat of a sense of betrayal. And then you're back. 
Was I in groom-type finery? Was I standing at the front of the wedding? You were standing at a position of importance at the wedding in finery. So I had on my fancy cloak of office of the guard captaincy of Palabar. You were wearing full Alarian finery. There was It didn't look like there was anything mm-hmm. else to it. Hmm. I was dreading a wedding. So he had on his black shoes, black hat, but he doesn't care because his wallet's fat. <laughs> White gloves. <laughs> yeah? Cloak of office yeah. on his back. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, every bride's crazy about a sharp-dressed boat. <laughs> you could have said sharp-dressed ham. That would have tied into your dumb theme. He eats ham. He is ham. Run. You are what you eat, Brandon. Are you calling? Are you calling boat a pig? I'm calling boat a ham. Mm, that feels like shaming to me. <laughs> You're ham shaming me. I'm <laughs> shaming. I love ham shaming. We don't ham shame on this podcast. <laughs> he is a ham, though. All right, boat. Your your bat. Your consciousness is back with the group. Your consciousness. <laughs> boat looks up and looks around. He's like, "Well, that wasn't interesting at all. Nothing. Nothing happened." <laughs> I must not have a soul or something. I didn't see anything. <laughs> Does Brandon kind of... have to yell, uh, roll deception on that? Yeah. You traitor. He does. <laughs> How about a 10? Hey, guys. Y'all want to roll perception? No. Or, or, what if I use my inspiration to re-roll it? I will allow it. I believe the boat. Nat 20. <laughs> Oh my really? gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right, that terrible lie somehow flew. <laughs> I more he said it with the boat a, than I did already. He said it with a steely-eyed confidence. I'm, that I'm wasn't so... interesting at all. I must have no soul. The fortune teller looks at you kind of deadpan, which is interesting because her expression for the most of this has been deadpan. And she just kind of sighs. And raises an eyebrow cynically. She goes even more deader panner. She goes even deader. <laughs> she's a dead griddle now. She's, dead griddle. She's even more deadpan. Does that mean she's even bredder? <laughs> so as the as the basin as as boat has sort of come back out from the the vision this basin has given him, it begins to glow. And you guys feel sort of a chill wind whip around the tent. Whoa, this wind's so chill. (laughs) The fortune teller's (laughs) eyes, the fortune teller's eyes begin to glow a, a, a sort of galactic purple. And her, and it seems as if her hair is rising, as if there is a strong wind beneath her. The area around all of you gives way to look and feel as if you are in some kind of space. You see nebulas, planets, and stars swirl around all of you. I should have known this was some kind of trap. You all feel something awaken. You feel a cold, bracing rush through your bodies. It doesn't feel painful or harmful, but it's through each of you like a flash. 
before the space begins to fade back into the fortune teller's tent and everything resumes normal. All right, what the hell was that? Wait, is Rosemary there too? Yes. Did she look in the bowl? No, she did not. Okay, did she just experience what we just experienced? Yeah, she did. She looks kind of freaked out. Uh, what? I, I don't know what just happened. Unblocked. I have a question. Is, Are you asking me or the fortune teller? I'm asking you. Is Bowl with us? Yeah. Bowl should look in the bowl. Maybe bowl it'll be doesn't Inception. have eyes! <laughs> just, uh, I did actually want to clarify that real quick. Did we bring all, all our stuff with us? You brought your, your gear, yeah. Isn't that so, super conspicuous? So we left Coz's yeah, we left Coz's parents' house with a bunch of like backpacking sacks and it's everything. Okay. It's okay. They'll never think that we're running away if we brought all of our gear. <laughs> Un- unblocked is not going to suffice here. I'm I'm gonna need a little something more than that because the last time someone unblocked me, it was because I'd eaten way too much pork. The last time I got <laughs> unblocked was when Soon answered my email. <laughs> She sighs. Rosemary, did you look in the yeah. bowl? No, I did not look in the bowl, and I'm kind of glad I didn't look at the bowl. Why were we in space? I don't know, but you should look well, in the bowl. I am not interested in anything that is spooky like this again. What's in the bowl? What's in the bowl? Rosemary, Rosemary, we got this sweet quarterstaff. It's got a joint inside, and then there's also a bowl over here you should partake in. <laughs> so the fortune teller gestures to the basin, and Rosemary kind of like leans and looks in and kind of goes dead in the eyes for a minute before kind of shaking her head and going, Okay. Well, all right then. Did you get what you wanted for Christmas? You know, first of all, what's Christmas? Second of all, yeah, I think I am going to get what I want. What did you see? Nice. Christmas is when you build uh, people out of snow and you put hats on them and they come to life and then they bring you uh, baked goods. Okay. Sure. Uh, Cause it was amazing. I, I was at this camp and I was distributing these supplies to these people who were hurt. And then there were more people. And there was this woman with a bow and arrow and this long red braid. And oh, I felt like I was helping somebody. Oh, Solinar gets a like, that's so Raven esque look on his face. And he's like, I think we can help you with that, actually. Yeah, she's really cool. The fortune teller looks at all of you. Questions? Uh, Yes. What the hell? You said unblocked. Unblocked what? She points to her own head. Unblocked your brain? She shakes her head and points at you. Unblocked our brains. She nods. Who who are you? She point, she gestures to herself. Artemis. Oh, okay. Who am and I? Johannes. She's really good. And what's my full name? She kind of looks at you. <laughs> Gravy boat. 
She said two words. <laughs> Carl's. <laughs> no, it looks like it looks like she smashed them together to make gravy boat a single word. Carl's <laughs> ham fisted Chucky Smith Lanier. Charles Entertainment Barnes. Cheese. <laughs> I like Charles Entertainment Barnes. Yeah, Charles Entertainment <laughs> Barnes is killer. All right, Solonar, you were saying a uh, thing. Unblocked our brains for what? truth that that is a troubling way to put anything about what's going on inside someone else's head madam in my experience truth is subjective truth i didn't see anything i don't know what you all are talking about (laughs) maybe maybe your future is so certain that there's no room for for other things to get in the way I don't like it. I'm not about it. I'm not here for it. She kind of like raises her hand in a pacifying gesture and and points to herself and goes, Ally. Ally with what? Metallic. Whoa. Solinar's eyebrows shoot up. Uh, That makes sense. Yes. Because it's unbothered. It does. Or, or rather, How, it, it would be the right thing for an, uh, an ally to say. But but this is still so weird, so strange. Right. That's problem number one. Problem number two is if that is the case, then what leads you to believe that we are related to Metallic? She points to the mirror pendant on Johannes's chest and says... Elmaine. Wait, you knew Elmaine? She nods. So does anyone have any questions about Alita's mother or Oh, Alita does. Uh let me talk let me see if I can get her on the phone. <laughs> Hello. Taking the mirror pendant. Alita. You feel a surge of annoyance as the entities within the pendant urge you to remember that Alita is not dead, therefore her knowledge cannot be a part of the pendant. I think she, I think she's probably doing something right now and ignored me. It's probably important. Yeah, Johannes, you know that she can't be in there until she becomes a dragon zombie like the rest of them. <laughs> oh, that's right. I just thought I went straight to voicemail. <laughs> um... Well, let's let me try this. And uh, Koza gets Bull out from his bag. Oh, great. The two most commutative entities I've put in this game. This will go great. Can you send a message to Alita asking if she has any questions for somebody who knew her mother? Bull kind of like twists its body around its its body language asking you, what are you trying to get me to do? How? What? Well, I I know you're you're connected, so... I know somewhere out there you could probably find Alita. Bull kind of schlumps, and it seems like they are accessing the mushroom mainframe. If anyone can do it, it's you, Bull. <laughs> Access that mainframe. We believe Co- in you. Koza, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. Is Alita even, like, accessible right now? You know, given where she went to do what she was doing? Um, well, I guess I really don't know. It was just a, a, an idea. I mean, being fair, I don't know either. So, Artemis gestures up to the ceiling of the 
tent, which has been replaced from that fabric to the swirling void of space itself. Oh, hell no, not again. The space you're sitting in is fine and safe. It's just the ceiling. But as it changes, you see the stars and the galaxies begin to swirl in front of you. What's the girth of the snake? No. (laughs) (laughs) Like that big around? Brandon, Brandon, it's all about saying yes. And (laughs) I reject the girth of a snake. (laughs) How many C's? You think you how thick Um, is the snake? (laughs) 